Welcome to the Invest Smarter Podcast, where you'll learn about the power of building wealth through real estate and how you can achieve financial freedom through multifamily investing. Keep in mind, if you're interested in learning more about investing in multifamily real estate, head over to our website, sastexascapital.com, and take advantage of our free report on why multifamily investing just makes sense. Now, here's our host, Simon Castillo. Hey, welcome back, everyone, to another Friday Look Back episode of the Invest Smarter Podcast. I'm your host, Simon Castillo, and this is your weekly look at what's happening in the world of real estate investing and my opportunity to give you my best insights and tips. So uh, to kick off today's episode, I wanted to uh, talk a little bit about our uh, Wealth and Whiskey Meetup, which uh, just happened uh, about a week ago. Uh, this is our fourth month now of, of having the, the meetup, and we plan on continuing to, uh, to have the meetup uh, monthly, the second Wednesday of every month. Uh, we had it at the uh, Ranger Creek uh, Distilling Company here in San Antonio, Texas. So it's a great opportunity for people to come out and uh, both uh, connect and get connected uh, with, with people um, so the, the, the great thing about networking opportunities is that you never know who you're going to meet. I feel like everyone's one connection away or, or perhaps one person away from, you know, making a life-changing connection, you know, someone that can really uh, come in and just kind of connect the dots for someone or uh, really kind of be that bridge uh, from where someone is uh, currently to where they want to get to. And these networking events are great for that. And, you know, for someone like myself, who is a uh, self-proclaimed introvert, it's, it's, you know, networking is not always easy. And uh, it's something that I sometimes have to psych myself up to, uh, to go to. And then afterwards, I need some time to, you know, decompress <laughs> from these, from these events. But I, I tell you what, I'm really happy with the community that we're building with the Wealth and Whiskey Meetup. Um, and the more that we have these and the more people that come out. And we're starting to see, you know, re repeat customers, repeat, uh, you know, folks that are coming out for multiple uh, events. And it's really kind of building that sense of community, which is awesome. And really what we wanted to do from the beginning is to, to build a, a sense of a community, like-minded people who are there to help each other. Um, this is not a, you know, we're not there to, to sell programs. We're not there to, to sell products. Uh, we're there to help people. And, uh, you know, really happy with, with, with how that is, is turning out. And, you know, the quality of the conversations is, is just, you know, every time we have one, the, the quality of the conversations just continues to, to, to increase. So if you don't, uh, if you're not in San Antonio, um, you know, get out to, to your local meetups, uh, network with people, uh, build those relationships, and then, you know, you can work on, on uh, maintaining them. But, you know, from the conversations that, that I had with folks, um, you know, at this past meetup, I think one of the recurring themes that I kept hearing was, you know, 2023 is just an awful year to invest. And it got me to thinking, well, wasn't 2022 an awful year to invest? I mean, most people who were invested in the equity markets, uh, their portfolios are down, you know, 25 to, to 30% or, or more, you know, depending on what they were invested in. Uh, hopefully they weren't invested in in, in uh, crypto, so you know 2022 was 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 a pretty awful year. Now if you if you invested in real estate and you diversified into real estate, you you were probably better off than than most people. Uh, 
Um, you know, but but you know, going back to what I was hearing at the at the meetup, there's a lot of trepidation uh, around 2023 uh, with inflation concerns, the possibility of a of a recession, um, and, and and you know, real estate assets have always been a a, a hedge against inflation, uh, and they're there to not only protect you during uh, during these times, but they're also there to to help you thrive. You know, during inflationary uh, and or recessionary times. But there are, you know, a lot of concerning uh, signals in, in the real estate market. Um, residentially, there's, in terms of residential real estate, um, you know, sales are, are slowing. There's, there's interest rates that continue to, to climb. Uh, there, there, there are, you know, inflation and recession concerns, as I mentioned uh, a few seconds ago. Um, and, you know, all those signs point to 2023 being a year to avoid, um, you know, investing in real estate. Um, so I'm going to have a, a I'm going to have a contrarian point of view, and I'm going to go out and say that 2023 is going to be one of the best times, one of the best opportunities, one of the best years to buy real estate assets in any recent economic cycle. Now, I know that's saying a lot, but here, here's a few things. So, you know, real estate, especially when it comes to investment properties, whether they be multifamily or residential, they trade based on their investment merits. So they're not going to trade based on what um, a politician, you know, happens to, to say. It's not going to, they're, they're not going to be uh, valued based off of what the Fed chairman uh, says about interest rates or what a, a bank president says about a uh, possible recession. Real estate assets are going to be based on the, their merits alone. So, what cash flow do they produce? What are their potential returns? And then, what are the anticipated expenses in maintaining you know that property? So, one of the one of the more attractive things about real estate uh, is the fact that you you can force appreciation in an asset. You control the income and the expenses to a certain extent, obviously. Um, you know, with, with during inflationary times, there is a perhaps a misconception that if inflation is at say eight percent, that means that rents will rise eight percent, and that expenses will also rise eight percent. So that there's a one to one ratio, but that's not that's not entirely accurate. Income and expenses, you know, the the ratio is usually more like 70, 30 or sixty forty income to expenses. So expenses are not always a, you know, a 50-50 or a one-to-one uh, ratio. So, you know, if inflation is rising at 8%, um, yeah, there's a good chance you're going to see your, your rents, um, your rental income increase. Um, your expenses will also increase, but not, you know, not in that one-to-one uh, relationship. So again, reason number one why I love real estate in 2023, you control the assets. If you are diligent in how you buy um, you should do fine um, if you buy for cash flow um, and and uh, appreciation is secondary. Uh, you should do fine in this market cycle. The you know the second thing with inflation, yeah, you should see a, a bump in your uh, in your rents over the next uh, couple of years. Yes, you will see some increased expenses, but not in a one-to-one ratio where it's a wash. So an eight percent increase in rents would also be an eight percent increase in expenses. No, that's not how that's not how it works. So, 
bump in, in rental uh, income, uh, a slight bump in expenses as well. But overall, you should come out, uh, you should be coming out ahead. The next thing is fixed income right now um, has negative real interest rates. And what I mean by that is you wouldn't want to buy a bond um, that has a negative interest rate. Say, uh, say, you want to, say you have a bond that's paying you 5% and inflation is 8%. Well, that that delta between the five and eight percent—that's negative. That's a negative three percent. That's the negative. That's the real uh, rate of interest that that investment is paying you, and that negative rate of return is not something that you want to do. So why not let the bank be that person that takes on that negative interest rate? And what I mean by that is uh, when you can borrow at a negative interest rate. So say, for instance. Um, you can borrow at 6% and inflation is 8%. Uh, you're borrowing at a negative 2% rate. And it's the bank that has to eat that, not, not you as the investor. So I love the fact that right now uh, rates are still low enough that you can go out and get a, a loan from a bank to buy a real asset, pay about 6%, even say up to 6.5%. And with the rate of inflation at 8% or more right now, you are still in a negative rate uh, environment where you are coming out ahead on that, on that transaction. So you are locking in a, a negative interest rate on, a, on, on real adjusted terms to buy an asset that will increase in value and that you control the increase in net operating income of. So you as an owner completely benefit from this type of transaction. Inflation is not as big a problem for a real estate investor as for the average uh, investor who invests solely in uh, the equity markets. So again, going back to what I said earlier, when you invest in real assets, those should thrive during inflation as well as protect you during inflationary times. Now, it's, you know, it's also for me uh, tragic that most people don't understand this, um, these relationships, um, and they find their portfolios uh, down 25, 30%, uh, or they have cash in a bank that's, that's losing purchasing power on a daily basis, or they have trapped equity. Um, I, I have uh, talked to numerous people uh, recently who uh, have a tremendous amount of equity in their houses and their residential uh, houses, or have paid off their houses, and that equity is, is earning them a zero rate of return. So why don't more people know about this or understand this? Um, you know, finance professionals don't present these concepts to their clients. And I think that's, um, you know, that's a major uh, flaw in what um, a lot of finance professionals, uh, uh, you know, do or don't do for their clients. You know, instead, they have them pump their money into the stock market rather than real estate. Now, you know, why, why do they do this? Why do, why do financial professionals not present these types of real estate opportunities to their clients? Well, probably reason number one is they either don't know about them and or they don't understand them. But unfortunately, reason number two is that these financial professionals also aren't uh, compensated for putting their clients in these types of real estate opportunities it's outside of their uh, normal portfolio, so they don't receive any compensation uh, for these uh, transactions. And that's unfortunate because, you know, they're, as, a, as, a, as a financial professional, 
you are supposed to do what is best, you know, for your client. And a lot of times compensation um, kind of clouds, you know, what that is, what actually is best, you know, for their clients. And that's really unfortunate, but, you know, that's, that's why I'm here to help educate people. That's why we have our meetups uh, to, to meet people, to spread the word, uh, to continue that education um, and help people understand, you know, the risk and rewards of real estate as an investment uh, and as a way for them to, to build wealth. You know, that's my goal by having this podcast, by producing newsletters, uh, by having blogs on our website. So uh, again, if you have not yet uh, gone to our website, sastexascapital.com, you know, do, do so now. Go download our free report on uh, multifamily investing. Uh, check out some of our blogs on, on real estate investing and why it makes sense. Uh, lots of educational materials on the website. Uh, sign up for our newsletter uh, so you can get some of these uh, insights and, and tips, you know, in, in newsletter format uh, a couple of times a month. Um, and you'll also be notified when we have investment opportunities uh, that come available um, so, that, uh, so that you can be the first to know uh, when those opportunities come, come available. We do have opportunities available now. Uh, and now is the best time uh, uh, for you to sign up uh, for the newsletter to get on our list so that uh, you can be notified of those opportunities. These are private real estate transactions. And because of that, uh, we don't advertise the opportunities. Um, all I can say is that we have existing opportunities right now to uh, come in and invest with us on real hard real estate assets in multifamily. So if that's of interest to you, again, sastexascapital.com, sign up for our newsletter or download our special report on multifamily investing. Either one of those things gets you on our uh, mailing list. That's going to wrap up uh, this episode of the Friday Look Back. Hopefully uh, you found value in today's episode. You learned something. If you did, please leave me a five-star rating and a review. It goes a tremendous way um, in terms of growing the show and helping to attract uh, the, the type of content and guests uh, that you as a listener would uh, find value in. So again, thanks again for listening to this uh, episode of Friday Look Back, and we will talk again next week. Thanks again for listening to the Invest Smarter Podcast, the show that educates you so that you can take control of your financial future. Be sure to rate the show five stars and leave us a review. Make sure that you're subscribed so that you automatically receive the newest edition of the podcast when it's released. So what'd you think? If you're interested in learning more about investing in multifamily real estate and taking control of your financial future, head over to our website, sastexascapital.com and take advantage of our free report on why multifamily investing just makes sense. And be sure to sign up for our mailing list to receive exclusive investment opportunities straight to your inbox. It's time to invest smarter. That's sastexascapital.com.